please join in singing our entrance hymn number 604, Seek Ye First, number 604. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. Welcome today to our Sunday celebration of Mass. The church itself is preparing for the solemnity of the Ascension, and we hear something of that in the readings of today's Mass. I ask you especially to remember in your prayers of the Mass, Bishop uh, Joseph Devine, former Bishop of the Diocese, who died just a few days ago. For many years uh, he was bishop here in the, in the Motherwell Diocese, and many of you, uh, and especially your own uh, children as well, perhaps, uh, confirmed uh, and, and was a regular visitor here uh, to the parish over the years. So we especially remember him in our prayers today. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy.
Let us pray. Grant, Almighty God, that we may celebrate with heartfelt devotion these days of joy, which we keep in honour of the risen Lord, and that what we relive in remembrance we may always hold to in what we do. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Some men came down from Judea and taught the brothers, unless you have yourselves circumcised in the tradition of Moses, you cannot be saved. This led to disagreement, and after Paul and Barnabas had a long argument with these men, it was arranged that Paul and Barnabas and others of the church should go up to Jerusalem and discuss the problem with the apostles and the elders. Then the apostles and elders decided to choose delegates to send to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. The whole church concurred with this. They chose Judas, known as Barsabbas, and Silas, both leading men in the brotherhood, and gave them this letter to take with them. The apostles and elders, your brothers, send greetings to the brothers of pagan birth in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia. We hear that some of our members have disturbed you with their demands and unsettled your minds. They acted without any authority from us, so we have decided unanimously to elect delegates and to send them to you with Barnabas and Paul. Men we highly respect, who have dedicated their lives to the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accordingly, we are sending you Judas and Silas, who will confirm by word of mouth what we have written in this letter. It has been decided by the Holy Spirit and by ourselves not to saddle you with any burden beyond these essentials. You are to abstain from food sacrificed to idols, from blood, from the meat of strangled animals, and from fornication. Avoid these, and you will do what is right. Farewell. The word of the Lord. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. O God, be gracious and bless us, and let your face shed its light upon us. So will your ways be known upon earth, and all nations learn your saving help. Let the peoples praise you, O God, let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and exult, for you rule the world with justice. With fairness you rule the peoples. You guide the nations on earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. May God still give us his blessing till the ends of the earth revere him. 
A reading from the book of the Apocalypse. In the spirit, the angel took me to the top of an enormous high mountain and showed me Jerusalem, the holy city, coming down from God out of heaven. It had all the radiant glory of God and glittered like some precious jewel of crystal clear diamond. The walls of it were of a great height and had 12 gates. At each of the 12 gates there was an angel, and over the gates were written the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. On the east there were three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, and on the west three gates. The city walls stood on 12 foundation stones, each one of which bore the name of one of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. I saw that there was no temple in the city, since the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb themselves were themselves the temple, and the city did not need the sun or the moon for light, since it was lit by the radiant glory of God, and the Lamb was a lighted torch for it. The word of the Lord. Jesus said, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him and we shall come to him. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my own joy may be in you and your joy be complete. This is my commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. Someone can have no greater love than to lay down their life for their friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I shall not call you servants anymore because a servant does not know their master's business. I call you friends because I have made known to you everything I have learnt from my father. You did not choose me, no, I chose you, and I commissioned you to go out and bear fruit, fruit that will last. The Gospel of the Lord. You meet some people in life who are quite perceptive, quite far-seeing, quite uh, able to uh, sum up a situation, 
These are wise people who very often are able to judge things very well. People who can understand things and people also who can see problems before they actually arrive and of course are able to solve things well. But there are also people who can't see beyond their nose, people who are easily taken in, can't really see how things will turn out, live from day to day and from moment to moment. Today at Mass, uh, we hear in the reading of the Apostles who are quite far-sighted. The Apostles themselves uh, in this passage, we are told, uh, don't want to be tied up by the rules and the traditions of the past, but rather they want to take a new road, and so they set these things aside. The new converts to Christianity aren't expected to follow the traditions and rules of the Old Testament. Even although what they would be saying would be unpopular for those that have to listen to it, foreign to those who uh, were joining them, if you like, uh, what these words indicate is that they see t the horizon rather than the rules and the traditions uh, that no longer are needed. The apostles themselves cast an eye to the future, to the horizon, to see what's needed now and what matters now, uh, rather than short-term fixes, they are looking clearly to the future. Likewise, if you're listening to that book of Revelations or Apocalypse uh, at Mass today, then it also speaks about the future itself in terms of the new Jerusalem. Not the here and now, but rather how things might be in the future. That place that we are travelling to that place that we are journeying to, that place that we are reaching out towards, this destination, this place which is the end. What the readings remind us, therefore, is that very often our actions shouldn't be just of the moment, but rather they should be reaching out to some future place. Very often, as you know yourself, it's easy to live in the moment, Lots of people live in the past, are burdened with regrets. Lots of people live with fear for the future. And very often people just live for the moment, uh, fearful of what might come, and of course with regrets for the past. And although it's easy to live in the moment, and the moment itself has enough problems, that wouldn't be enough for all of us. For we have to live and plan for the future make decisions for the future, see where we're travelling, on what road that we hope to take. Life and living itself is not quite complete without an eye for the future. If we only live in the moment, then very often we find ourselves marooned, or stuck, or stranded. But as you know yourself, planning for the future is a tricky business. How often we've planned for the future and things go awry. You think you know what's going to happen. You think you are convinced of where you're going, and then, of course, it turns out not to be the case. How often we've planned for the future and things have not turned out for us. But it would be reckless, wouldn't it, to live just day to day, moment to moment. It would be dangerous in our life if we had no plans, no objectives, no things that we hope for in the future, 
no things that we are aiming for and no things that we are planning for. We would be like boats cast out in a sea, tossed by the waves, dragged out by the tides or the currents. The readings today at Mass remind us instead that the future itself is where we're going. That's the destination point. The heavenly Jerusalem where all roads lead, where everything is heading. We're not left to our own devices, but we're all heading in that direction. This seems to me a very important uh, thing to remember. We are people with a future. We are people with a hope. We are people with a horizon. We are not cast out into a sea of hopelessness with nowhere to go and no place to end up in. Our lives are guided by the winds that take us in the right direction, by the currents that gently guide us along. We have favourable winds, we have stars to guide us, we have places to which everything itself is leading. It's easy instead, isn't it, to give in to a sense of hopelessness when our plans come to nothing, when things unravel, when things in the moment don't seem to have worked out. But we are invited through these readings to be reminded that we should have far-seeing eyes, that we are part of a greater plan, a plan in which God himself is active, is moving our lives and other people's lives as well. The future, very often, we don't know what it is, but we know that God does. And maybe what these readings remind us of is to have a greater hope and a greater faith and a greater trust in his plan. For in the end of the day, he always has everything under control. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things were made. For as men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate to the Virgin Mary, and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, He suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. By our confirmation and our baptism, we are given a share in the life of the Spirit, and the Spirit leads and guides us to the future. For those who are making decisions about our country's future path in the world, for the ability to make far-sighted and wise decisions. 
Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For an end to bigotry that leads to division and hatred. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For the ability to get on with our neighbours whom we live alongside and for the grace to resolve differences that cause conflict. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For reconciliation in family life, that relatives who no longer speak to one another may learn to forgive. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For those who see no future way out of their problems, that they may be open to solutions that bring resolution and peace. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For those who play in sport, that they may be reminded of the potential of sport to unite and bring people together. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For those who have died, Bishop Devine, Catherine McLaughlin, and all those we are asked to remember. Lord, hear us. Almighty God, your Son commands us to keep his word. Help us then to imprint these words in our own hearts. Give us your peace, which no other can give us, and help us to trust in the future that you mould and shape for us and for others. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Please join in singing hymn number 133, A New Commandment, number 133.
and pray, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May our prayers rise up to you, O Lord, together with these offerings, so that purified by your graciousness, we may be conformed to the mysteries of your mighty love. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, at all times to acclaim you, Lord, but in this time, above all, to laud you yet more gloriously when Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. For with the old order destroyed, a universe cast down is renewed, and integrity of life is restored to us in Christ. Therefore, overcome with paschal joy, every land, every people exults in your praise, and even the heavenly powers with the angelic hosts sing together the unending hymn of your glory as they acclaim. Indeed, holy Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation giving thanks that you've held as worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. 
Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Let's offer one another a sign. of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world, blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter into my room. Only say the word to my soul shall be
hymn number 574, Peace Perfect Peace, number 574. <coughs> Let us pray. Almighty ever living God, who restore us to eternal life in the resurrection of Christ, increase in us, we pray, the fruits of this paschal sacrament and pour into our hearts the strength of this saving food. We ask this through Christ our Lord. During the course of the week, it's the solemnity of the Ascension and I ask you to attend Mass on that day. Uh, it's a holiday of obligation, and uh, the same obligation on Sunday remains on the uh, big feasts of the church's year, and one of them is the Feast of the Ascension. So there's 10 o'clock Mass and 7 o'clock Mass here in the parish on that day. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended. I'm number 706. Walk with me, O oh my Lord. Number 706. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 